Chapter 6 What Every Boy Needs It's better to build boys than mend men. Truett Cathy, CEO of Chick-fil-A For a number of years, I saved a single-frame cartoon drawing that showed a freckle-faced, scruffy, blonde-haired boy, maybe five years old, who was barefoot, shirtless, and in cut-off jeans, walking down a dusty trail on a hot summer afternoon. That image alone captured for me what my boyhood was like. Innocent for the most part, easygoing, A little guy kicking around the backwoods of the Ozarks, never too far from home or from a fishing hole. But what still brings a smile to my face is that boy in the cartoon was carrying a pair of skinny old cats whose tails he had tied together in a crude knot. The caption at the bottom of the cartoon read, and he was bound to acquire experience rapidly. (laughs) Boyhood is meant to be like that. A discovery around every corner, abundant adventure and rapid growth, embedded life lessons disguised as sharp clawed cats. All men start there, some men never leave. Boyhood is about exploration. A boy has a license to wander and roam. But boyhood is also a time when he finds barbed wire at the top of fences and learns that some folks really mean it when they post no trespassing signs. Boys bump into boundaries and experience the consequences for right and for wrong choices. The Apostle Paul understood that boys will be boys when he wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child... I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Or, in my words, when I was a boy, I was all boy. I used to speak like a boy, think like a boy, reason like a boy, all of which explains why I behaved like a boy. But when I began stepping up, I did away with boyhood stuff. One of the tragedies of our day is that too many boys are growing up without the guidance of a father or another man to show them what it looks like to do away with boyhood stuff. As a result, they often move into adolescence and then adulthood looking like men but still speaking, reasoning, and behaving like boys. In a cover story titled, The Trouble with Boys, Newsweek magazine examined a growing achievement gap between boys and girls today. Peg Tyre writes in her article, By almost every benchmark, boys across the nation and in every demographic group are falling behind. In elementary school, boys are two times more likely than girls to be diagnosed with learning disabilities and twice as likely to be placed in special education classes. High school boys are losing ground to girls on standardized writing tests. According to the American Council on Education, young men now represent only 43% of college undergraduates, with women comprising nearly 60%. After examining how educators are working to close the gender gap, 
the article finally focuses on what I'd consider to be the key issue. One of the most reliable predictors of whether a boy will succeed or fail in high school rests on a single question. Does he have a man in his life to look up to? Too often the answer is no. High rates of divorce and single motherhood have created a generation of fatherless boys. In every kind of neighborhood, rich or poor, an increasing number of boys, now a startling 40%, are being raised without their biological dads. Making the problem even larger is the number of boys growing up with fathers who are physically present but emotionally distant and uninvolved. One of the biggest needs in our generation is for men to step into the lives of boys and train them, equip them, and cheer them on to grow up as they begin the process of manning up. And I'm not just talking about fathers getting involved with their sons. I'm also talking about a generation of boys who are growing up with no male figure in their lives. Boys who are desperate for a man to show them how to be a man. Men don't like being lost, and we hate asking for directions. But we love gadgets, and that's why we love mobile devices that have a global positioning system, a GPS. A number of years ago, I was deer hunting. It was overcast. I was deep in a dense thicket of woods, and there were no landmarks to help me get my bearing. As an avid hunter and outdoorsman, I was proud that I had really never been lost. In fact, I couldn't understand how any real man could ever get lost. But after a couple of hours of walking in circles, I came to three very humbling conclusions. Number one, if I went in the wrong direction, there was nothing but forest for 20 miles. Number two, the sun was going down, and it was going to get dark and cold. And number three, I really was lost. Fortunately, I stopped going in circles, and another couple of hours later, just before dark, I stumbled out onto a road not far from my truck. But if I'd carried a GPS device with me, I could have plotted a course and avoided a healthy dose of humiliation. When Barbara and I started having children, I didn't want to admit it, but I was lost in the thick woods of parenting. I discovered that raising children involved more than potty training, settling sibling squabbles, controlling temper tantrums, assigning chores, teaching manners, and playing in the yard. With six young children, I needed a reliable guidance system, and I found it in the Scriptures. I decided to dedicate a full year of studying the Bible, discovering the irreducible essence of what children need from parents. I found that there are four building blocks for raising children, character, relationships, identity, and mission. Every child needs teaching, training, and modeling in each of these four areas. Building block number one, character. What is wise and what is foolish? I define true character as responsibility. It's the ability to respond rightly to authority and to challenges we face in life. A boy doesn't know it yet, but life is hammered out on the anvil of his choices. The problem is that wisdom does not come naturally to boys. 
As the book of Proverbs tells us, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. Proverbs 22:15. If a boy is going to step up in life, he needs an older man who will model a lifestyle of wisdom and charge him with becoming a man of character, making right choices, and acting responsibly. A boy needs to know how to choose what is right, which is wisdom, and not choose what is wrong, which is foolishness. Building block number two, relationships. How do I love others? When asked what the greatest commandment was, in essence, Jesus said, life is about relationships with God and others. Take a look at Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. A boy needs to know how to build authentic relationships, how to communicate and speak respectfully, how to forgive and ask for forgiveness, and how to control his natural selfishness. He needs to be trained in how to love other imperfect human beings. Many of these lessons will be learned in the laboratory of his home as he gains understanding in how to relate to God, his parents, and his siblings. He needs to know that if he doesn't have relationships, he misses life. Building block number three, identity. Who am I? Every person is born with a unique identity that has its origins in God. Genesis 1.27 declares, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. A boy can never fully determine who he is unless he understands that he is made in the image of God with a body, soul, and spirit. A boy's identity involves his spiritual address, his relationship with God. He needs to understand that there is a God who governs the world. As he grows up, he'll be tempted to become self-focused and self-absorbed. He can begin to think that he's the very center of the universe and may be less likely to look outside of himself for meaning and purpose. A boy needs to realize that in God's creation, he is accountable to God for his life and how he lives it. Boys get their first glimpse of their heavenly father by watching their earthly fathers. In essence, God has given fathers the assignment of saying, Welcome, son. As imperfect as I may be, it's my desire to take the next couple of decades and introduce you to God. If you're a father, this is your assignment. This is your privilege. No other man on the planet has the same responsibility for your son. A boy also needs help as he grows up in this culture to answer questions such as, what's my sexual identity? What does it mean to be a boy and not a girl? He needs to have his budding masculinity affirmed and embraced as he grows up. In short, it's not just okay to be a boy, it's good. It's very good. A boy needs to understand that he also possesses emotions that are a part of his identity. From the very start at birth, his security and ultimately his stability depend on the love or lack of love he receives from his parents. The emotional support, affirmation, and affection he sees demonstrated between his dad and mom are as important as anything they teach him. Building block number four, mission. Why am I here? Every boy, every person needs a reason to live, 
a purpose that provides meaning and impact. The Apostle Paul wrote, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Boys need to begin to grapple with their mission in life, and they will get the first glimpse of what having a mission looks like from their dads. For many men, their primary purpose in life is to build a successful career, provide for their families, and retire comfortably. That is what drives them, and that's the vision that they pass on to their sons. But I think there's a much greater, nobler mission to pass on to boys. One of my favorite passages about children in the Scriptures is found in Psalm 127, verses 4 and 5. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. This is powerful imagery. Think about what an arrow is created to do. Was it designed to stay in the quiver, comfortable and protected? No. It was designed to be aimed and shot by a warrior at a target to deliver a blow in battle. Can you see the connection? Boys need to understand that they are not here on earth just to achieve worldly success and comfort. They're here to strike a blow against evil, to make a mark on their world, just like you. After all, dads are arrows too. These four foundational elements represent the DNA of life. If a young boy misses just one, he can miss life as God intended it. Think of the men you know who struggle and can't quite put life together. And see if a big part of their problem can be traced to some misguided or missing perspective in one or more of these four areas. They don't yet know who they are as men or who they want to be. They have no spiritual address and wander aimlessly. They don't know how to love and sustain a meaningful relationship with a woman or with a male friend, and they're lonely. They don't know how to make good, valued judgments or how to keep their promises, and they're foolish. And they don't have a real purpose for their lives. They never seem to nail it. They're drifting, dreaming, shifting, hoping. They never experience what God wants to do through their lives. And that is a wasted life. I've found that many of these men never had a father or an important male figure in their lives. We're paying the price in our culture for this lost generation of boys. It's time for us to deal with our own disappointments, lay aside our guilt and regrets, and reach down and help a boy step up. <laughs>